cool. We're here. All right. <laughs> Haley, do your thing. Okay. I'm so excited because I got a fun fact for you guys. Okay. Um, this is what been, I've been in suspense for like an hour and a half. <laughs> Sorry. Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind. It never stops after it's dark. Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl in my The girl in my heart. Welcome to From Rushers with Love. Uh, it's a podcast about Big Time oh, Rush. Yeah. I'm Haley. I'm Ashton. I'm Maggie. <laughs> um, today we are talking about the Big Time Rush episode, Big Time Dance. Uh, it was written by... <laughs> um, it was written by Lazar Sarek. I still don't know how to pronounce his name, which is horrible, because he's been involved in so many episodes so far. Um, and I think I trust him. I'm double-checking real quick what he... Yeah, he wrote, uh, well, he wrote Big Time Break, something else. Oh, and Big Time Bad Boy. Yes. So he's fun. I like him. <laughs> it was directed by, and I'm going to let you guys just take a guess. You know, you will know this name when I say it. Tarantino. He... <laughs> I wish. There's no feed in it, so no. No. I think you don't have Spielberg. to because you won't get it. So Jonathan it doesn't matter. Freaks. Um. <laughs> was it directed um, by one of the boys? No, no. Well, sort of. Well, so, okay, not one of it, the boys, but by a boy. Was it Joss Whedon? No. <laughs> oh, man, you guys are never, no. you guys are not going to get this. This isn't a fun game. I mean, it is a fun game, but, okay, sorry. Um, This episode was directed by Fred Savage. Oh. What has he done? I don't know this guy. He's the little boy from Princess Bride. And that, yeah. Interesting. And he does... He's, he directs a lot of stuff. He's a behind-the-scenes boy, mostly. Yeah, okay. but, like, he's an actual actor. Like, he's he's a big name, and he directed a season one episode of Big Time Rush, and it was this episode. I forgot to look into the rest of his directing credits because I got so excited about Fred Savage. I know he's directed some... I'm so sorry. Some Sunny. Nice. I think. He was in an episode of Seinfeld as himself. That's all I got. Sorry, I wish I had a bigger reaction to this. I just don't know any men's names, but I love that he is here with us in this big time rush journey. He did a yeah. good job on this one, I think. He did. Yeah, I'm proud of him. Anyway, That's true. okay. Yeah. First, um, this is on Hulu. It's episode 14, but according to Wikipedia, it's episode 15, depending on which medium is counting big time audition is one episode or two episodes so that makes things kind of fun mm -hmm. it aired on june 4th 2010 and i was wondering why there is like a month-long gap between episodes when usually it's a week but this episode is last day of school themed mm, yes uh, so early june sounds good all right are we ready to that? get into it yes all right, it's their last day of school at the Palmwood School, <laughs> and they're going to have a party that night. Yay! No one is excited and for this party. Because usually the entertainment is Mr. Bitters doing magic, balloon animals. Well, it's balloon animals, but this year it's going to be magic, spoiler alert. Well, <laughs> he'll try. Yeah. 
Um, I did really like the the little montage of bitters trying to make balloon animals in a cowboy hat. Until he passes out. <laughs> so I thought that the other teens were not excited for this party because there was no way that it could possibly live up to the party that the boys threw two episodes ago. <laughs> That's why they were so excited about that party. Yeah. The Jennifers because they found that party, out. were they? So, um, Miss Collins, played by Tara Strong, agrees. What? The, the Jennifers weren't at the boys' party. Oh, right. Oh, because they never right. gave Carlos their numbers. That tracks. Okay, sorry. Moving on. <laughs> um, so, Miss Collins, Tara Strong, their teacher, uh, lets them... She's like, yeah, if you guys want to throw a dance and... We can do that instead of the party if a certain band wants to take on all that responsibility. So uh, they're all very excited, and all the other students are excited. Um, but then she's like, it has to be tonight because today's the last day of school. So good luck. You have to <laughs> do all of the work for a school dance in, like, it's the end of the school day. Let's say it's, like, 2 p.m. Let's say the dance mm, starts. They probably have shorter days. Looks like they have – maybe. Let's give them, like – noon eight hours o'clock. i don't think it's a full school day right so anyway they pro- they have definitely less than eight hours which yeah. is that sounds like a lot of time now i'm saying it out loud no okay i think they have dinner there so it probably starts at six is what i would guess because there are some young children in that classroom there's mm-hmm. just <laughs> true children yeah. also we didn't talk about this before but the palmwood schoolroom is so packed there's no way that that is following the fire code <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say I mean, bitters will never roll COVID out more money for that. That too. They don't have that. They can party. But like, like, one of the Jennifers doesn't even have a desk. She's just sitting in a folding chair. <laughs> <laughs> there were like multiple oh, people rip. who didn't have desks. And they took right. a final. <laughs> this is a garbage school. <laughs> they worked so hard right. to go to it. They had mm-hmm. so much space at the School of Rock. I they know. each had an entire table. They had to bench them. They had enough but... room to lift it. <laughs> okay. Alright, so the theme of their dance is going to be move our butts because we got to do this fast. Yeah, so they're in the Palma Dhabi, uh, ready to plan this. Joe is sitting with a bunch of other girls. It's Camille and... Including Stephanie King. Ste- yeah, Stephanie King is there and then like two other extras. And um, she's like, oh, here comes Kendall. I think he's going to ask me to the dance. And Kendall so approaches cute. her and says, Joe, hey, I need to ask you something. And she's very excited. And he asks her to go to the convenience store to get them. He says, the words he says are, <laughs> get them to donate some snackage for the dance. And she's obviously kind of put off by that. She's like, oh, sure. Is that the only thing you wanted to ask me? <laughs> And then he follows that up by asking if she could also get some sodies. I so I think that's just the only word he knows for soda. Because <laughs> that's not the first time he says sodies. No. Is it a Minnesota so word? It wasn't <laughs> Minnesota. Yeah. I... A snackage was new though, and that was like a bad surprise. But... It definitely feels like an adult writing a teen show, though. Yep. But also, Kendall is just. Like, if one of the other boys said that, I would be like, this is an adult writing a teen. But Kendall is just so goddamn weird. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> He's just a teenage boy <laughs> in so many ways. 
only he's like the most teenage boy out of all of them which i think we talked about that sometimes it really hits me and that's why he's so weird in this context um one thing i wrote down i thought it was interesting just knowing that joe really is waiting for kendall to ask her to the dance so i i I don't know i know she's a teenager in like 2010 the character but i'm like oh so she you know definitely wants the guy to ask her um maybe that tells us more about her character we know she's probably she's like more upper class than kendall um mm-hmm. maybe it was just whiplash from big time love song when she's like not wanting any guys to ask her out mm-hmm. i don't know maybe it's like because in big time love song she was like i want to focus on my career i don't want to focus on boys can't handle it but then eventually she decides that she does want to be in a relationship with this boy so then she's like if I'm doing this, I might as well do it all the way, along with hoping to get asked to a dance. So they are scouting for a location, um, and they're like, the lobby sounds good, and then they immediately <laughs> run into bitters. <laughs> Who is prepared to do magic for their party tonight, and they say, mm, no. He gets stuck well, they're in. like, oh, can we have it here? And... Carlos, when he asks us, he also, like, grabs Kendall really forcefully, like, by his entire body to, like, emphasize his words, I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kendall looked really alarmed by it. I know Carlos does tend to get, like, handsy's not the word I'm trying to say. Um, but he has, I don't know, he does a lot more, like, physical touch, mm-hmm. I think, than the other ones. Like, that music video when he just kept punching everyone <laughs> and they're trying to sing their lines. It's his love language. Right. So I I think that's probably why he just grabbed him in that moment. But Kendall seemed okay <laughs> afterward. I'm not worried about him. He wasn't injured. No. Um, so the reason they can't have their dance at the Palmwoods is because there's a handsome doctor's convention in the conference room. And then to add to that, Bitters also- was never asked to a dance, so he hates them and... And he hates Big Time Rush. He makes sure to say that. <laughs> okay, but again, spoilers. Wait, he, he... Says, he says, I was never invited to a dance, therefore I despise them. And you. But then, spoilers, he's Amazing. at the dance later. And it's like, Bitters, you lied to children right. again. <laughs> and also, about... like, it's a bizarre thing to say to teenage boys. <laughs> I know. Which, again, maybe he was. I mean, maybe he was like, there's definitely going to be a plot line about them trying to find someone to date. Might as well be me. I can cash in on that. And then the writers were like, no, we're doing it with Kendall's mom. Honestly, she deserves it. Yeah. Um, and during this entire scene, uh, Bitters is trapped in handcuffs, because I guess that was his magic trick, but he's, spoiler alert, they're not coming off. Um, Logan finds a warehouse they can rent for $28 in the murder district. <laughs> so he asks where LA's murder district is. And then I think he, like, realizes as he's saying it what he's saying. I know. I'm like, oh, the smart one. Good job. <laughs> he's a genius. Book smart. He, he, was... he has intelligence, not wisdom. He was just so... The other read of this is that he's being a little shit, and this is like a, a joke, but no one gets it. But I think he's just being dumb. I don't think there's a deeper yes. layer to this one. He's just... 
He's a he's broke and he's really jazzed about the twenty eight dollars. He's mm. like, if we die, we die. <laughs> uh, which they don't decide to do. So instead, they go to beg Gustavo to see if they could use the Rock Record Studio for the dance. Um, they're really ready for him to yell at them, so they ask him, and then they all immediately like kind of cringe, like for cover. Plug their and Carlos ears. Puts, <laughs> Carlos puts on his helmet. <laughs> And then he says yes, and they're so prepared for him to have said no, so it's just like, you never let us do anything! We work so hard! Wait, you said yes? This episode, I think, has, like, the most positive Gustavo interactions, and it's so weird every time it happens, but it's... Well, but it's there's, like, there's two like, of them. Because there's no Gustavo interaction. Right. <laughs> uh, so the one condition that they can have the dance at the studio is if they sing tonight on stage in front of everyone because they need stage practice because they haven't done that really yet i don't think at all and gustavo they just do like a fire pit over at the Pontwood school gustavo tells them they will inevitably be terrible but it's okay because no one will throw bottles at them and i don't know if you can completely rule that out with like rowdy school children they have like right but it's not like having a gig a gig in a dive bar but there are chaperones there i was mrs knight wouldn't let that happen i was picturing like free bottles of water that you might get at a dance mm-hmm. like tiny plastic ones so gustavo says okay so we got to rehearse a dance and james says we need to find dates got it and then they leave really fast like yeah they like so fast the video is like sped up <laughs> it looks so bad it's so funny um so gustavo he doesn't like you think he'd get mad but he's very chill about it he's like well we need a dance expert that can teach them a dance on the run so then he pulls out a gold telephone from his desk and it has a giant black x on the front yes. and i was so excited <laughs> yeah me too and then he calls mr x and i missed him <laughs> he's so fun yay so his deal is he's just he's gonna pop up throughout the episode to teach everyone like a single dance move in the middle of their other drama and then he leaves immediately. I do, but it he's, works. He's so um, much no. more chill in this one. I was like waiting yeah, for him to snap. He seems to, to like all of them, mm-hmm. but they also do the dance correctly immediately. So <laughs> right. I think maybe they've like they've been working together off screen, and so they've kind of built a rapport. The boys are realizing that they can't antagonize him. He's realizing a little bit more about what they need in order to learn from him. So they probably spend some time building that relationship. See, I don't know if that's quite the vibe because it doesn't seem like he's the regular dance instructor because Gustavo did pull out a special phone to call him with. And that well, that's for seem X like, emergencies. Like that seems he only calls them in for special occasions. Like we, there's only one man who can do this. <laughs> well, no, okay. And so I like, do like that they haven't seen this guy since big time audition, and then he just shows up at Palmwood's pool to show them one dance move, and then leaves, and then that's they never see him again. <laughs> okay, I do really like that vibe, actually. Also, speaking of off-screen time, I was thinking about it. Maybe the reason that Gustavo is so chill right now is because, you know, they just had finals. Maybe they were able to take some time off of working so that they could study for their finals. And so they just haven't really seen each other in a little while. 
So they haven't had as much time to just get on his nerves. <laughs> yeah, that sounds about right. So, so the boys are going to go find okay. some dates. Well, Kendall says that they should find chaperones, and then everyone ignores him to go find dates. And I don't usually, I don't really love the trope where Kendall's like the only functional one in the group because I like when he's also slacking off and being terrible. Um, but it's this one isn't like insufferable. This episode's fine. Mm-hmm. I think Thank because you, he does wind up Fred Savage. I think that is because he does wind up being in a scheme. Yeah. Also. Did they all put on sunglasses when they said that they were going to get dates? Absolutely. So. Okay. And then their sunglasses are in their jeans pocket for like the rest of, <laughs> not the, ep- not the rest <laughs> of the episode, but for the entire next scene. Nice. So the consistency there was kind of wild, actually. That's very good. Thank you, Fred Savage. King. Carlos is going to try for like the 59th time to ask out all three of the Jennifers at once next to the pool. It and doesn't like, work. Spoilers. He, like, dibs them. James Which he Logan doesn't are... need to because they're not going to try. Yeah, just... Mm-hmm. And they turn him down. And then Carlos is like, I call all of the girls currently in Palmwoods Park and runs away. <laughs> I do like his energy. So the next line that James has, he turns to Logan and asks, What's your game plan, mon ami? <laughs> and I was very surprised that James knows any French. Um... <laughs> <laughs> but I, I love that for him, I guess. I mean, you'll have to take a language in high school, right? He would have learned was... French because it's the it's language of love. language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying that that's completely true, just saying that that's what James would say. Yeah, agreed. Oh, shoot. What languages uh, do they all take? Carlos took Spanish because it was easy and he already knows Spanish. Damn it. Logan takes Latin. Of course. Oh, I hate that I have that in common with Logan. (laughs) I think Kendall would take Spanish because he's, like, boring. Yeah. Or he would take, like, German. No. I think he would take Spanish. I feel really strongly about that. Okay. Okay. James wants uh, Logan to ask Camille to the dance because he is a supportive friend and also Camille is not his type, so he won't get jealous. I don't know why I love that so much, but it's like, I don't know, when when sometimes when they're really supportive of each other, I get emotional, even yeah. though it's like nothing. Um, and also, I just really like his and Camille's friendship like it's a lot. It's so good. So he's like, yeah, she's cool. So he likes Camille a lot. He's good friends with Camille. He's good friends with Logan. He's like, yeah, it'd be great if they would date because, you know, I'm not interested in dating any of them and they're both cool. And it's very, I don't know. I like it. I'm into yeah. it. I wish that we could see more of Camille and Logan hanging out as friends because they seem to have a lot of common interests. Camille and James. Yeah, you said Camille and Logan. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. We see a lot of Camille and Logan. The Camille and James vibe is better for me, not in a romantic sense. I just Mm -hmm. think it's more fun. Logan and Camille can be extremely stressful, like a lot. Um, but it's fine. They're, it's fine in this one. Logan just has a lot of social anxiety. It's mm-hmm. just kind of the situation that he's in right now. They definitely tend uh, to his... bring out the unstable in each other. Right. What did we say in Big Time Party? It was that if one of them's being super weird, the other one's going to be normal. Yes. Yeah. And it, like, it has to balance each other out that mm-hmm. way. So in this one, Logan's being super weird. And then Camille's like pretty normal about it, actually. 
so Logan's never asked out a girl before. And we find out that, you know, all the dates he's been on are like double dates. That with, James set up. With like James and the girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or a girl has asked him out. Um, but he's never asked one out before. And this is where he does a really scary thing with his voice. <laughs> I've never actually asked a girl out before. And, you know, I'm freaking out. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's not like that. Freaking it's kind of like that. It's like he's trying to do a Batman impression mixed with a John McClane from Die Hard impression. <laughs> but I think that's just the way his anxiety manifests in his vocal cords, which is... That's, that's, how, that, that's, sad. that's how Snore in the Dark should have gone. Logan is too busy ghost hunting for that one. Unfortunately, if we were to make a full storm in the dark, then Logan would sing part of it, and that would be his voice for it. That's very scary. That is pretty ghostly. Uh, Okay, so James wants to help Logan ask out Camille. So he demonstrates. He's like, "It's really easy. You just have to be confident and relaxed." And then, as an example, he turns to. it's it's a uh, Rachel Sumbot girl who we've seen before, and he just casually goes like, "Hey, will you go to the dance with me?" And she says, "Sure." And J- James is like, "See, go." Um, so he didn't he didn't actually want he didn't intend to ask her out. That was just his example. But he's super oblivious and just doesn't know what's happening right. around him just, at any point. The other read is that he assumes that everybody around is constantly paying attention to him. And so, obviously, uh, if she was standing right next to him, she would have heard what he was saying. That's so funny. Yeah, I know. I, I really like that. <laughs> Well-intentioned, but very self-centered. Yes. That's that's James. Yep. Um, uh, so, Logan walks up to Camille to ask her out, and uh, he gets not really that far in the sentence, and he starts just making, like, noises and then laughs nervously, <laughs> and then he says, bleep, blop, bloop. And then he runs away. It's like his catchphrase. <laughs> and I, bleep blop bloop is one of my favorite Loganisms in the entire show. <laughs> and I think it happens when he's just really, it's another like anxiety thing that comes out. Yeah. He definitely does it when he's trying to be a girl that first time. Yeah. Right. Because he's like uncomfortable and all the, like the new clothes and makeup. So mm-hmm. he's trying to he's... speak Camille's language. It's when mm-hmm. he's trying to act normal, but he's very like socially uncomfortable is when he says bleep blah bloop (laughs) anyway yeah james tells him he's pathetic um mr x pops up while they're leaving and tells them to dance and he shows them a little move and they do it and james is really enjoying it (laughs) logan's like he's (laughs) focusing he doesn't seem like he's not enjoying it but james is very into it um, at the beginning of this next scene, I wrote that Kendall's teenage boy vibes are off the chart. <laughs> he opens the front door and he yells, Mom, we're having a school dance tonight. Could you please be a chaperone? And she says yes, because it sounds like fun. And then they suggest that maybe she should bring a date. Um, and that's that's when the <laughs> she place to do that. She drops all of these thing. plastic plates everywhere. And it's it makes such a racket. But they aren't glass breaking sounds they are plastic dropping sounds yeah yeah which is different from like the ceramic sounds we've heard in the past mm-hmm. they probably so they got just new plates i guess that's probably smart of them and this i don't know why this moment is so common in like children's media i don't know if this is a thing with kids who have single parents but they seem very very excited at the idea of her their parent going on a date Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's like 
a true life thing. Somebody tell me, but I, I, I don't know. have the experiences to to base it off of. I am a child of divorce, and whenever one of my parents is like, "I have a date," I'm like, "Gross," but right. that's, that's <laughs> probably just me being a bitch. I think Katie and Kendall are both just really excited to have a scheme. Yeah, true. Uh, Kendall and Katie really want to find her a date, so they start looking for men <laughs> on findyourmomadate.love. And they do this nice. on the computer in the Palmwoods lobby. <laughs> it's called the Busy Palms Business Center. Mm-hmm. There's just a plaque on the wall by the tables. <laughs> Love That's that. It. Um, they find a guy who sounds too good to be true. His screen name is Smooth Operator 75, and he's a lawyer, a fighter pilot, and a gold medalist in the hammer throw. So they're like, yeah, that sounds good. And then they hit the button, and then bitters from his office starts yelling really excitedly. Well, okay, what he says, the words he says are, Daddy's got a date to the dance. So, understandably... They're scrambling to cancel it immediately. Also, but when he comes out of his office, wearing, he's like... still in. <laughs> he's still stuck in the handcuffs. First of all, <laughs> he has one of those like pilot head caps. I don't actually know what those are. Like with the goggles. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, he's wearing like a suit jacket because I guess that's the lawyer part. Um, and he's holding a hammer. But like, like a, like a hammer that you would use. To build, like, a deck or something, not, like, the kind of hammer that you would imagine for a hammer throw. And we know there wasn't a photo on this profile, because otherwise they would have known it was bitter, so there's no reason for him to actually put all this stuff on. Unless Bitters is a lawyer, a fighter pilot, and a gold medalist in the hammer throw. Like, in a past life, and now he's just a washed up (laughs) hotel manager. okay, I love the idea that he, like technically is all of these things um the the lore that i've built for bitters is that he is a gold medalist in the hammer throw but it's with that hammer that he was holding like you know that kind of hammer which is not what a hammer throw is um so he just did some like knockoff olympic thing not even the olympics just some knockoff competition and he still brags about that anybody could like go and get a pilot's license you gotta practice obviously but you could technically get a fighter, a, a, a pilot's license. And then he just, like, got in a lot of arguments with his classmates <laughs> while learning oh, see, to I was, be a pilot. I was thinking he just maybe sat in the cockpit once during a <laughs> Right. That, too. Just, like, you know. Like, technically, I guess. But that's not what it means. And everybody knows that's not what it means. Um, and for the lawyer thing, maybe he did technically get his law degree but was immediately disbarred. <laughs> My my instinct is to say that he tried to be a lawyer, but like failed failed the LSAT and like couldn't even get into lawyer school. But like <laughs> yours make more sense because that's like actually doing something. But I was maybe just... he's like he like entered at one of those. <laughs> he entered at Salino and Barnes. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, that's where the 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 pilot part comes in. Wait. Oh no. What? Um. So I didn't we'll really focus. It. I didn't really focus on all of Bitter's other jobs because I was just like, hey, wait a second. You don't like dances. Why are you looking for a date to one of them? Oh, because he talks a big game, but like actually does want love and whatever. Yeah. 
they immediately cancel it and then he gets a notification and goes oh nuts (laughs) (laughs) and they're like well what do we do now and kendall says i don't know it's not like there's some handsome doctor's convention in town Uh, but then there is there there is he's because they look up and there's all the handsome doctors going to the conference room and he says oh wait which is why they couldn't have the dance in the conference i can't believe i can't believe that joke was actually set up i know like (laughs) i i saw that would just i don't know that's maybe that's a savage thing he actually sets up the dumb jokes he's making (laughs) i mean i believe in Uh, the other thing yeah the other thing is that the computer screen, we have a brief glimpse of it behind them um, on the findyourramadate.love or whatever. So there's a bunch of like thumbnails of different pictures of guys, which I guess bidders didn't have one and the rest of them did. And I thought that pictureless man was still a good idea. There's also multiple <laughs> pictures of dogs that's like mixed in with the guys' faces. There's just some dogs. I mean, that makes so sense. They could have got, gotten their mom a date with the dog to the dance do you think lightning's on there okay that sucks maybe (laughs) that's actually i did think about isn't that like a thing on tinder where you'll post pictures of your dog and that's more of a draw than your actual picture because then people are like i get taken out of this dog so you'll at least get a shot isn't it usually you with the dog i mean yeah i haven't been on tinder in so long they're hatching a plan to set their mom up with one of these handsome doctors <laughs> they're like walking away and then mr x comes back in and is like stop walking right now and start dancing like this and then he dances and they dance with him they do a good job and he's proud of them so he tells them that it was exquisite exquisite yeah also mr x doesn't put the word x in front of words in this one and it made me really sad he comes back in at least one more episode, so I'm going to hold out hope for that one, because I don't remember. Maybe he was just too busy running around trying to find them to remember to put <laughs> X in front of things. Um, so the Jennifers are upset that they haven't been asked to the dance yet. <laughs> There's like an announcement over the PA system about how everyone has to find a date for the dance. Like, you can't go with your friends or anything. You have to find a date. Well, they say, if you want that special date, the time to ask is now. I like so, that this is the first and only episode where they really use a PA system. Also, the Handsome Doctors Convention is also taking place in this hotel. So you're a handsome doctor doing doctor things. When they when they were panning over the handsome doctors, it was like the PA like you would hear at the hospital. And I thought that was a really fun touch. Oh, nice. Uh, so the Jennifers are worried maybe they're too unapproachable and then they do the gag where like a, a kid walks up to them and they immediately shut him down and tell him to keep walking nerdy kid um, and they're worried that they can't show up to the <laughs> dance without dates because then their rep will be ruined um, so then but I feel like they that would that really maybe... establish their rep right they're too good for that, anyone that's at what the I thought right that would that made a lot more sense to me but then again they are teenage girls and there's a school dance so i guess that's unfortunately how we have to explain a lot of things is that they're teenagers (laughs) i mean that's fair yeah but that sets up for well carlos did ask us so she says jennifer's i think we all know what we have to do 
Uh, and then it cuts to Carlos in the park with some binoculars, like scoping out the girls in the park, which is not my it favorite sucks. thing that he's no, ever done. It's bad. Um, and that's where he's cornered by the Jennifers, and he's informed that he is taking them to the dance. And you know, he's like, "Oh, okay, cool. So there's only one of me. So let me." He's like trying to pick which one he wants to bring. Um, and that's when the Jennifers reveal that their dates they they have. It's. <laughs> I don't know how to even explain it. It's so dumb. They each pull up a headshot, and it's Carlos's headshot, but they've like photoshopped different features over it, like wigs and glasses and things like that, to show that he's quote unquote different people. And they. Explain. It looks kind of like a mugshot. It did. Yeah. He's smiling. Right. He would smile in a mugshot. So I don't know if these different people they're coming up with are actual famous people that they're making Carlos dress like or if they're just creating like oh this is what my perfect man would be and it's like a fictional guy I think it's um, the second one because that makes a lot more sense uh, so one of one of the Jennifers wants to date Olaf the Scandinavian supermodel the next one wants to date Mar- Marcello the Italian heir to the Spumani sports car empire <laughs> wow that's the first time I actually like read that sentence <laughs> and like said it out loud and the other Jennifer wants to date Ronald Ronaldinho, Ronald the Jamaican soccer star. Ronaldinho. Okay, I wrote it down weird, and then yeah. I forgot what and it actually was. Carlos never says it correctly, which is great. <laughs> well, I mean, maybe he says it the most correctly. Carlos is like processing this, and then he goes, "Oh, three different people. Why have I never thought of that?" Oh, yeah, because I'm not crazy. (laughs) So what we learn about Carlos here is that he does have a crazy limit. (laughs) Which, from what we've seen of Carlos so far, you think that he's just, like, a wild, wacky guy who just goes along with anything. But, like, he... He is he is a human person, and he does have his limit to like what he will and will not accept, which is like respectable for sure. I love that he has boundaries. Mm-hmm. He it does sort of anyway. So Carlos kind of agrees to do it. I forgot how they get out of that situation because Mister X shows up again. Oh, and here he's Carlos I forgot. He says X. To it. They all just laugh, and then they tell him, let's go. So they just, like, decide for him, and that's when Mr. X flies in from off-screen with airplane noises. <laughs> and then he says, and then he... <laughs> X stop and X dance. I can't believe I forgot about that. So they are the worst dancers so far, oh, which yeah. I think has to do with there are four of them, and they have to stand really close to each they're other so in order fun. to all be on screen at the same time, so they're trying not to, like, hit each other. But I was like, Wow, the Jennifers are supposed to be amazing at, like, singing, dancing, and acting, but maybe they can't dance. Okay, I so this that... definitely is Fred Savage's fault. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Fred. Either that, or they decided that, hey, you guys aren't going to be good at dancing. That's part of your characters. Is this a good time to talk about how um, they straight up replaced one of the Jennifers? I don't know when it happened. According to the fandom wiki, it was this episode. Oh, is this the first one with the new Jennifer? Yeah. That makes sense, because this is the Jennifer that I'm most familiar with. Same. Yeah. So after they do the kind of mediocre dance moves, Mr. X tells them it was exceptional, and then he just starts spinning very fast as he He kind of starts to leave. (laughs) 
so now we are back to Logan trying to ask out Camille and James trying to help him. They're at the pool and he has the cue card. So Camille is sitting on a pool chair and Logan goes up to her and asks her to the dance. Kind of not very well. And then she just takes off her shoe (laughs) and she throws it into the air behind her and it hits James and just takes him out. She's so talented. (laughs) And she's um she's mad that logan didn't ask her in a more exciting way because she's never been asked out before either and she wants to be done so without cue cards respectable she's like how about something with with a little flair she specifies she's not necessarily looking for a prince to ride up on a horse but the flair is important to her and then james is like recovering from the shoe he's like trying really hard to stand up but like it really did a number on him like his legs aren't working and he's still holding the cue card so like another girl thought that this like dying man was asking her out (laughs) he's he can't stand on his feet there's like chirping bird noises (laughs) i wish i had the confidence of camille Mm -hmm. to be like you know this is the least that i deserve honestly I know what yeah, I'm I respect worth. That. I know how I should be treated, and I'm not going to accept anything less than that. Okay. Good for her. I feel like I've gotten to that point. I wish that I had that in high school. Mm. So in the next scene, Kendall and Katie have brought a large crowd of handsome doctors <laughs> up into their apartment, and Mrs. Knight is like herding them out the door, and she's because she's like, no, I don't. I don't want to date you. I'm sorry. Goodbye. And they are all desperate to be with her. Oh my god. They're all like yelling and clamoring to like get near her and like she's like it's not you. It's me. This is too much. And then as the door's closing one of the guys yells whatever works for you. <laughs> He's my favorite one. <laughs> uh, so then she's like hey uh, I don't need your help getting a date. I don't want this. What did they and... say to these doctors to lure them up to meet their mom? Because they were really, I'm sure they lied, because the, Kate, yeah. they have lied about her before in order to, like, get her things. Yeah. Like, like when they job. lied about her, yeah, exactly. Right. And I'm not saying that there's any, like, I'm not saying, like, oh, there's no reason she would be this desirable, but, like, they brought all these men up into an apartment. doctors to behave this way? Why? Right. It's, and statistically, like, there's a single mom upstairs. These handsome doctors should not all be single. Mm-hmm. None of these handsome doctors are married? Yeah, that's wild, too. I thought Oof. people liked handsome doctors. So I don't know. Mrs. Knight agrees that they, if they're going to get her a date, it can only be one man. And she pulls out a romance novel, and it's called From Here to the Wind. And on the front, there's like a shirtless Fabio. So Fabio is the guy... Uh, he's like a famous model a actor man. from Italy. <laughs> he's he's just a guy, yeah. And he's so, he's, so he's just on this romance novel on the cover, which I thought was kind of fun. It's what is Lady Scarlet to do when a new man breezes into town? And on the top of the book, it says Summer of Shores publication exclusive from Fellows Publishing. So Fellows Publishing, obviously Scott Fellows. <laughs> Actually, the author of the book was named Holly Shores, so obviously I had to look this up. Holly Shores was the assistant production designer on Ned's Declassified, 
<laughs> so, of course. Scott Fellows, I guess, just decided she was going to write the Fabio romance novel. The I Fabio mean, romance I novel. I really love that. With, like, more Gone with the Wind references than I wanted there to be in the Fabio romance novel. Absolutely. So she walks away, and they're like, okay, let's get him. And Kendall's informing Katie to search on the internet for Fabio and fake butter. <laughs> Which I guess it's it's he was the spokesman in real life for the I can't believe it's not butter, mm-hmm. uh, brands. Okay. Which I'm but sure is what I, that's referencing. Right, but that's still and googling Fabio fake butter <laughs> does get you to the man. <laughs> you, you'll get there. I feel but like googling I, I that's... Fabio anything would get you to the man. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. Is this where they find an ad? Oh. <laughs> yeah. What Katie actually types into the search bar, she just types Fabio videos. She doesn't actually type Fabio fake butter, so that's some disrespect to her older brother. Um, but very younger sibling. Are you guys good if I talk a little bit about the search results that she finds? Absolutely, I knew that you were going to get there. <laughs> so the fa- the top one is Fabio infomercial which is the one they end up going with, but um, the description is, Girl in style with new Fabio pocket griller. Everyone will wonder how it's possible you cook such delicious food. <laughs> so the next videos underneath it, they're called Fabio Pilates. It's like Pilates, but spelled wrong. I googled it. It doesn't seem to be a word. There's also Fabio lecture series, Fabio skydives, dancing with Fabio, Fabio stain remover, and Fabio schmabio is the last one. <laughs> So the descriptions for each of these videos. Oh, I'm so excited. It's all, they take the original girl in style with the new Fabio Pocket Girl or that whole thing from the first one. And they just pasted it under each one. But sometimes they added words at the end, like get yours today or check it out. So then it looks like they're a different link. And sometimes they just add like ASDF. Like they just like keyboard smashed a little bit and then little <laughs> words to like get it longer. So it looks different. I was losing my mind. I, that's so funny. Um, they also, there's a sidebar on the side of the screen, like other stuff. Um, they left in all of the towel boy stuff from big time bad. Boy. Oh, Yes all the towel related videos and it just has that same sidebar like pasted twice so it fills up the whole screen it's exactly the same thing so that was wild and then they go to snoob tube to watch the pocket griller video so the video is called fabio's pocket griller the, <laughs> the comment section oh yes except for the top comment the top comment says that looks delicious i'm gonna run out and buy one the rest of them there's like three or four more are the same ones that were on the towel boy video from big time bad boy so for example it says that wasn't very nice of them to use magic like that <laughs> which i don't know if they're implying that maybe fabio's magic was- i know they just didn't change it but that's still but what- there i'm trying to think about how that would make sense because like the thing that they're doing is grilling meat for other people yeah, no, there's no good explanation. Meat they is still murder. have the more towel-related videos sidebar, and then there's also they didn't change any of it. In the bottom right corner, there's like other videos, like the dancing mailman and mouse terrifies man, like all those. <laughs> Squeak! Um, ah! They've changed the bare minimum to make this about Fabio. <laughs> <laughs> they were probably like, "Here, you can use this existing one, like as a format," but then they just copy pasted over it. Oh, that sounds like a school project. <laughs> 
so uh, so they actually do watch the pocket Geller video so he's on like a <laughs> little infomercial and in the back there is a sign for fabio's pocket Geller, and the exact same photo from the cover of the romance novel that mrs knight had is the photo that they used on the pocket Geller sign where his hair is like flowing and <laughs> they cut out the part where he's shirtless like on a horse but it's the same photo the infomercial is just like it's for a grill that fits in your pocket so that you can like make grilled meat whenever you want it and give it to people my favorite part is they do like that infomercial demonstration of how shitty the other alternatives to the product are and so they just have fabio like dragging a full-size grill across like an office setting and it's like falling apart and it's very clunky and And he's good it's so inconvenient And then it shows him, like, this is what it would look like with the pocket griller. And the person who had been typing in the background of the shot kind of leans forward like, wow! Yeah, that guy's wild. <laughs> I love that guy. Can uh, I talk the... about the Fabio Pocket Griller Platinum Club? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so the guy running the infomercial informs the audience that if they become a member of the Fabio Pocket Griller Platinum Club, then Fabio will personally deliver the pocket griller to your front door, which is... Also, Fabio is finding this out for the first time as they're filming it, which is the big deal. <laughs> but I'm wondering what the Platinum Club is. Do they, like, s- periodically send you meat? Because it sounds like it's, like, a subscription thing. Right. Or you pay a lot of money for, like, a big like a big package. It's not just the product. That's probably it. So, and Katie and Kendall, obviously, like, oh, we got we got to do this because then I'll come to our house. And we can, yeah. Where do they get know, the money? Get a date with her mom. So they paid for the Pocket Girl yeah. Platinum Club. Which I imagine would be expensive. I don't really know how money works. I mean, I'm assuming that it's got to be expensive. Otherwise, why are they trying to get you to do it by promising that Fabio will show up? Because it's also, like, apparently a really nice suit jacket, which by itself would be so much money. And now it grills meat. Mm-hmm. It has to be safe. So all the safety measures in there had to cost a lot of money, unless it's just not safe at all. It's probably not what safe. What do Fabio wear? It seems to work really well for Fabio. He wears it voluntarily. Fabio, I'm gonna wager. He... <laughs> I think he's unkillable. For sure. I, for I sure, think for this sure. in real life. James's next tactic for helping Logan ask Camille out is his "Will you go to the dance with me?" flying disc. Some, because yeah. that'll show girls you're fun and creative. And then he just so... throws it, and it immediately comes back with a note attached that says yes. Right, and like. How did whoever threw it know that it was from him? Because he assumes that everyone's lucky. No, that's the opposite. Uh, they, maybe they saw know. him. It's not like it could say James on it anywhere because he immediately hands it to Logan to throw. This girl probably had a crush on James already and was like looking at him from across the pool and then Honestly, she got probably, hit with the flying dance disc. That's probably what all these situations are. Yep. Like, every girl that he accidentally asks out just had a crush on him and was so excited at the idea that he might be asking them out and just like, yes, absolutely. So, Rachel, he did specifically turn around and say, looking her in the eyes, do you want to go to the dance with me? Yeah. But, like... So that one's not on her. (laughs) But, like, the one when he was barely conscious. Yeah, that sucked. That's not how people ask people out, right? Yeah. Nope. And also, like, he never discussed details with any of these girls, and they're just okay with that. They're probably assuming that they'll just show up, because they all live in the same building, so they're going to get there when it starts. And yeah, then but, like, there's this, what's the point of asking There's only enough students. not going to show up together. 
Well, you go there and dance together. I guess, but you can just do that anyway. Okay, so... Sorry. No, it's okay. I forgot they weren't in the palm woods for a second because I was like, well, they just go to the other room. But no, they do have to go to Rock Records. They probably all carpooled together, actually, so... They probably had a set-up carpool. They just got, like, the bus or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but you're right. Yeah, they do not explain anything. So Logan takes this frisbee and throws it at Camille and sh- as she's walking next to the pool reading a book, and it hits her in the head, and she screams and falls into the pool. All of her notes are ruined Yeah, they're in the pool with her. I think she was probably looking at, like, a script or something. Everyone in the pool immediately tries to help her collect everything. It's nice of them. It's very nice, but also it's ruined. Uh, Stephanie actually like kind of tries to ask Carlos to the dance. Oh no! Um, wait, you, can I? Yeah, you can absolutely. She's like, "Hey, Carlos, are you going to the dance?" And Carlos goes, "Stephanie, you have no idea," and just keeps walking. <laughs> he sighs really dramatically and then just keeps going. So he goes into the Palm Roots classroom where the Jennifers have set up one of those little like room dividers that, like the one in Mulan that she changed behind. Mm-hmm. Um, but now it's Carlos, not Mulan. <laughs> I really love that to that's practice. your touch point for it. <laughs> yes, that's absolutely my touch point. For I was it. trying to, yeah, I thought I... that was weird too, and then I tried to think of a, another one and I couldn't. Sky high. Um, so they need to practice Carlos getting on all the costumes. So they throw the bag of clothes at him, and then they like do a little like role play. That sounded. I don't like that word actually. <laughs> they practice. But he does it wrong immediately, this and they're all just so mad at him. Wild situation. Yeah, they're being really intense. And <laughs> so stupid. He's not having a good time, and he doesn't really want to do this, but he's like been roped into it, and he's not good at saying no to the Jennifers. And then he's they all like, start um, yelling at him. And, and he's, he's like, like, I've I've never been three people before. Also, when he's changing, you hear like a screeching cat and like a jackhammer. Yeah. So I hate no idea what he's doing back there. So the Jennifers inform him that if he wants to date the Jennifers, that's what it takes. So they hand him a list of things to say at the dance and tell him to show up prepared to samba. And then Carlos says, how am I going to learn how to samba? And then Mr. X, <laughs> yes. Yes, did somebody say samba? And he's, he's like, wearing a fun samba outfit. So Fabio shows up to 2J with the pocket grill. And just enters the apartment. Was the door open? I thought the door was open. Either way. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, he does announce himself. Hello, it's Fabio. They ask if he would like to date a totally cool and amazing woman. And his response is, oh no, not another kid who asks me to date their mom. I'm leaving. (laughs) And they go, time for plan B. And then they grab a net and they throw it over him. And, and he yells, yells not, not another, another net. <laughs> this poor man. So Fabio's on the ground, stuck in this net, struggling, trying to get out. Joe shows up at the door because <laughs> um, she's got the snacks. And the snackage. She got the snackage she kinda, and the sodies. She falters because she sees what's happening. And Kendall just kind of, like, leans on the door, like, smiling innocently at her. He doesn't make any moves to, like, step in front of it and hide anything. I mean, he doesn't. Fabio's yelling for help, and she just doesn't do anything. I think she's She just born... asks Kendall if there's anything else that he wants to ask her about the dance. 
don't know. I don't know what she's thinking. She just probably is too tired to deal with this. So earlier when she asked, he was definitely in dance preparing mode. He was planning. He was trying to figure it out. He's trying to make it work. And she can respect that. And now, clearly, he's not in dance preparing mode because he's trapping he's a man captured in a net. A man. So maybe he'll be able to think about her. <laughs> but what she is forgetting is that he is now in shenanigan mode and he is also not <laughs> thinking about anything else. <laughs> yeah. So it didn't even occur to him to hide anything. Right. I would have assumed if I were Joe that he was like, I got a chaperone. <laughs> I stole one. But then it's a much more convoluted situation. But we don't yeah, really she, get any... She knows she does not want to get involved. Yeah, in her defense, if she learned anything else about what was going on, she would get roped into it. Exactly. And then she'd have to be the responsible one. And she has to get ready for the dance. And right. Kendall's asking her to do more things. Because um, he asks her to make a theme banner and decorate the studio. I'm sorry, I was just thinking about, ugh, my boyfriend is trying to get me to help him kidnap an international Italian model. International. And tonight is prom! International Italian. <laughs> I said the wrong words. Give me a break. So he asked her to decorate the studio. Um, does she know where that is? Has she ever been there? We know the studio does get decorated somehow, but we don't know if she does it because, at, as he said this, she just drops all of the snacks and walks away. That's true. It does not seem like she's going to, but she might have felt bad and been like, I have to be responsible and do this. I mean, she's probably thinking, if I just leave it to Kendall to do, it's not going to get done, and then I'm going to have to go to a lame dance. Yeah. I'm sure she got, like, Camille to help or something. Uh, oh, for sure. Yeah. And probably Stephanie, too. Yeah. And, and those two Rachel. other girls who we don't know who they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think Rachel was part of that group, too. Yeah. Uh, and then Katie's still, like, restraining Fabio. He's like, ow, you're strong. <laughs> uh, this is where we get the flower tree hat. So I accidentally said all of that earlier. <laughs> um, James has a flower tree hat, and Logan has, like, a little ear. What's the secret ear headset called? Just earpiece? Ear yes. He's got a secret earpiece that James can talk to him through and tell him what to say. And they're in the park now, which is... And he gave Logan flowers for this one. James says two things that girls like, flowers and me. So give her these flowers <laughs> and say everything I say. He's not wrong. Yeah. So they're going to do this plot. And because James has filled his tree hat with flowers, he starts getting attacked Clearly by... Clearly real flowers? Yeah. So stupid. He starts getting attacked by bees right as Logan walks away. So Logan gets in front of Camille, and James is like, go away! And then Logan yells it's at Camille screaming. to go away. And then James is screaming by this point, and he's still yelling, go away. So Logan yells it again, and then Camille screams and runs away. A fair Which, response. Like, <laughs> that's that's pretty. Me. That has some flair, though. I would count it. I would... He did have flowers. Yeah. And but like, just imagine... that's not a normal way to be asked out, so I think I think just he imagine did it. From her perspective, <laughs> she's just sitting in the park and she's like having a good day. She sees Logan out of the corner of her eye. She knows exactly what's happening. She's very excited when he comes up and he just yells, Go away! <laughs> you scream so loudly it it's cut so out good. multiple times. Um, 
But yeah, so she... that was a really quick interlude because um, it quickly <laughs> goes back to the Fabio situation, which is fair because there's a lot to resolve here. I'm sorry, I'm crying. Um, so they have locked Fabio, or they have tied him up in the bathroom. They have tape over his mouth. Um, so he is a shower person now that they're talking to. Oh, there are so many shower people. I hurt my throat. <laughs> Katie's like, I'm going to take this tape off your mouth and you can't scream. And then she does it and he screams in pain. But they hear their mom get home. They put the tape back over his mouth and then they run out of the bathroom. And they're like, hey, mom, what's up? What's going on? Don't go in the bathroom. There's nothing in there. <laughs> uh, which I think is... I don't know how many times that is said to their mom. I think it's more than once, though. But, like, there are multiple situations where there's nothing in the bathroom. If I was Mrs. Knight, I would think they were doing something stupid and the toilet got clogged. You know what? I would imagine that the other three boys are in there right now because they were doing (laughs) shenanigans. And I don't want to have to clean it up. So let them try to make it right. She would not assume they kidnapped a human man and tied him up in the shower. This is very cute, though, because Mrs. Knight's telling them, hey, I'm sorry I snapped. I'm really sensitive about this dating thing. I want to thank you for caring. Even if I don't get a date with Fabio, I still have great kids. And she gives them little kisses on their heads. And then it's very sweet. And so they run back to the bathroom. And Fabio is free. I mean, he's he's chilling. He's not trying to escape. He's he's eating a shish kebab. He is He's eating meat, yep. So they ask him how he got free, and his response is, I'm Fabio. I can do anything. <laughs> so he does admit that their mom looks very, or mom sounds very nice. They're like, oh, so you take her to the dance? He asks what she looks like, so they grab that family photo, which is in the bathroom right now. Usually it's hanging by the front door. It's the one that looks like they're in front of like a hockey rink or something. It's the only family photo we ever see. I don't know if they have multiple photos, and they don't have any other family photos, so they just hang that one in different parts of the house. So Fabio sees the picture, and he's like, yeah, she's pretty. Pocket girl dings, and he says, oh, you want shish kebabs? And he hands him shish kebabs, and then he leaves. And as he's leaving, <laughs> yeah. Logan and James storm into the bathroom looking for Kendall, <laughs> and they, like, see Fabio and, like, double take, and then just kind of move on. <laughs> So they're like, oh, did you find a date to the dance? And James and Logan admit that they need some help. And then it cuts to the dance where uh, it, they're saying, it's welcome to the first ever Palmwood School Move Your Butt Dance. So they did name it after the Move Our Butts because we got to do this fast. Oh, I'm they just missed that. So I'm proud of them for that. I think Joe probably overheard them when she was waiting for Kendall to come over and mm-hmm. ask her out. I don't know. Don't know who's responsible for a lot of this, but she definitely handmade someone handmade the banner. Absolutely. So Carlos has to struggle with his situation. He yeah, he has to like walk the different Jennifers down the hallway. Yeah. Yeah. In his different outfits. He does some like questionable accents. He's yeah. trying his best, I guess. He tries. He just um, totally bombs though. <laughs> obviously everyone knows it's carlos mm-hmm. so stephanie tries to like talk to him but then he just gets very confused he never says ronaldonio's name correctly he calls him ronaldolo and or ronaldolo and ronaldaldo <laughs> stephanie's like hey carlos do you want to dance and he's like yeah i do and the jennifers are like hey no He's excited to dance with Stephanie and it's cute, but then he ruins it because he turns to the Jennifers and he's like, how hot is Stephanie? 
And then Woo! I was like, Carlos, please don't but objectify The one her. thing, right. But she seems into it. She seems mm-hmm. like, I think she's endeared by that and likes being called hot. Like, I, I think the vibe works okay. Okay. Obviously, still not a great thing to yell, but it was almost kind of cute. Okay. Yeah, and I think it balances because she's obviously assertive enough mm-hmm. to, you know, try to ask a guy out, which apparently no one else is doing, but... Stephanie is the only one who will actually ask a guy out because she doesn't have fear. Oh, yeah, because she's <laughs> a ghost. ghost. She's not a ghost. Argue that, like, extrapolating this, from that really argument, I know you didn't mean things. this, but... I know that Stephen King yeah. has fear. <laughs> okay, cool. That's all I wanted to make sure we address. <laughs> I think he's afraid of his own dog. <laughs> so Logan comes in and he's on a horse which is just james and kendall each in half of a horse costume because they are really supportive friends and good sports logan rides up to camille don't like that that's the verbiage but that's what happened and he's like hello m'lady and i was like oh god did this when did this come out like was m'lady cringe yet and i don't think it was i think he's safe Mm-mm. yeah so Camille's like, yeah, you did it. That's a good way to ask me to the dance. And then Logan keeps accidentally kicking James and Kendall. And- Camille gets up on the horse with him. And then she is actively, like, smacking the horse's butt, which is part some part of Kendall is getting hit. Yeah. Yes. Even after he yells, like, in pain, she continues to do it. And then he's like, not a real horse. <laughs> she just hates Kendall. <laughs> Do they ever, like, interact? Good for her. I'm going to be paying really close attention to see if she's ever kind to him in any way. We'll keep an eye out. Yeah. And then everybody goes Mr. into the Mr. X dance. kicks off the dancing. Oh, yeah. Mr. X has to kick it off first. Kendall walks out in his, his horse butt costume. Oh, because everybody cause goes Joe's in except like, for still, like, moping Joe. out there. Yeah, she's still, like, moping out there. He's like, hey, what are you doing? Let's dance. And then this is where she finally, like, confronts him. She goes, hey, you can't just waltz in here just all half horsey and say, let's dance. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I've been waiting all day for you to ask me to be your date, and you never did. And Kendall's like, oh, seriously? I thought we were just, like, together. And this really, Joe's not expecting this, so she's like, oh, like, together, together? And they're like, yeah, is that cool? And she says it's great, and they should go dance. It doesn't bother me as much in this episode because I think it definitely, again, shows to the differences between them. Like, she's definitely a lot more traditional, and Kendall's more casual, where it's like, oh, I don't need to officially ask a girl out, but if we're kind of seeing each other, then, like, it's cool, then it's chill, and, like, we're both kind of on the same page. I don't know if this carries on, but they weren't on the same page this whole time, Mm-mm. and it was, like, a major lack of communication, but then mm-hmm. when she did finally, like, bring up what was bothering her... And they did get on the same page, and now things are good, and it was kind of cute because she did want to date him. But yeah, the lack of communication kind of sets a bad precedent. Right. If he had presented it as like, like, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. I just figured we were together. Like, I, I just figured that we were on the oh, same page no, with that. He's actually he's like, like very cocky about it, kind of. Yeah. Like, not cocky. Like, that's weird that you would think that I would even put effort into asking you because I just figured we were together. Why? Oh my god, you're right. Okay, yeah, you put your finger on it. I cause cause I was like, I can't really figure out like, cause it seemed like it was fine, but mm-hmm. you're right. It's all in the words. He doesn't like, feel bad at all about it. Right. Well, this is about 
like not knowing what to say to a girl. But I guess you could apply it to Kendall. Like he's not comfortable talking frankly about his feelings, which we know isn't really true. But he didn't feel comfortable asking her out specifically. So he's like, oh, if I just like hint at it and give her the signs, then that'll be good enough. Um, okay, you know what? Still not a great excuse, but you know what? I think that 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 actually is really insightful. That he is not comfortable talking about his feelings, not not in like a like a dramatic like I don't have feelings way, but he just kind of avoids talking about how he's he feeling. He redirects it possible. into other yeah. stuff. He doesn't straight up say to Joe like, "Hey, I really like you and I really want to be with you." They sometimes do, not here. In that episode where they're like. Where she's like, I have a boyfriend, and he's like, well, I just want to be friends with you. I'm cool with just being friends with you. Anyway, oh, it's that whole thing was such bullshit, yeah. Right, but it's like, like he went so far to avoid saying, I like you. Yeah, he has to like completely do, yeah, it's like a whole, cons- everything's a scheme. Everything's a scheme. <laughs> this wasn't a scheme. <laughs> this is just him being bad at things, but. Right, and he threw his like, not party, so he could ask her on a, not date so he didn't have to straight up say like hey would you want to date with me no i I think that will probably explain a lot about i don't remember a lot of the details of their relationship going on because it always makes me kind of mad and then i just don't think about it a lot i just kind of try to move past those scenes but now i'm gonna like really dial in to like figure out what's going on in their heads and like why exactly Mm -hmm. it doesn't work so like right now they're like fine and it's like a little cute it's cute but then again it's like well, sets kind of a bad precedent for communication, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, so, that's basically the end of this episode. They... Well, the the boys perform stuck, and then Fabio shows up and very casually introduces himself to Mrs. Knight and offers her a pork chop, and she <laughs> freaks out. Um, but she does but dance with him. But in a very him. subtle way. Yeah. She's just like, what? I also like that they learned a total of three moves for stuck. <clears throat> oh, there's one thing on the fandom wiki that I... Um, it said, when Mrs. Knight dances with Fabio and she points to him, Mrs. Knight was mouthing something to Katie, but in the background, you could see Katie smiling. However, I debunked this, and I'm very smug about it. <laughs> and it, it is kind of confusing, like, the camera angles that they switch to, but Mrs. Knight is mouthing to Kendall here because she had already, like, made a face with Katie, and then when he, she looks up at Kendall, Kendall gives her, like, a double thumbs up, and it's very cute. So she's talking mm-hmm. to Kendall there. Front stage! So... Oh yeah, he's he's in the middle of the song, but he still gives his mom like a little double thumbs up. Luckily, they only learned like three moves to stuck, so he didn't have to break <laughs> choreography to do it. And Katie just sort of like shakes her head and is like, "They grow up so fast." Mm-hmm. And she's the youngest person at this dance by at least five years. Cut to after they were dancing and singing. James is like, "I never actually got a date to the dance," and then all of the girls that he accidentally asked out show up and get mad at him and like drag him off screen to which i don't understand because he said out loud i didn't get to ask anybody and they're like correct him like well no you asked me that alone should be enough to say oh that was unintentional he didn't know what he was doing and like yeah you can be heard about it but not enough to drag him out but a lot of things james does (laughs) right no i mean nickelodeon does love its um like angry mob of girls because (laughs) girls are not threatening so it's like apparently okay to show like the violent mob of girls on television right yeah so he's screaming for help kendall and joe think this is very funny um and then the other two guys walk over there are definitely a lot of situations that james is going to get into where he would deserve this but this is not one of them 
I can I get that they're mad at him. One of them got hit in the head with a frisbee, so like that's allowed. Like that's if you're gonna fair. hit me in the head with a frisbee, it better be for something. So as he's like getting dragged out and screaming for help, they all just go, "He'll be fine." So has this happened before? Yes. And like he's been fine. I guarantee. Because <laughs> the other, <laughs> I'm like, do they think he, they they know he can defend himself or that he can outrun them? Or that he kind of deserves it, and the girls won't do any real damage. He'll be fine. But remember in Big Time Audition, yeah. when they were getting chased by the original mob of girls, and they had to put the helmet on him to protect the face? What happened they to that energy? That. They don't do that anymore. They just let him <laughs> They just let him get chased alone. Fame is changing them. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and uh, that's the last we see of Rachel and Stephanie. No. Yeah. But it's not the last we see of Fabio? (laughs) No. Anyway, uh, I enjoyed this episode. It was a good time. Mm -hmm. Good music. They start playing City is Ours as the episode ends. I think that one's coming up. Big time video. I'm so excited for that. Alright. Do you guys have anything else to add about the episode specifically? No. We've covered all of my fandom wiki things. That was it. Thanks for being here with us. Uh, Well, Next episode will probably be either Stuck, uh, where we talk about the song, or Big Time Sparks. Oh, I'm so excited for Big Time Sparks. I'm I also know, I hope I'm not building stuck. up too much in my head. But. I can't see the outro line because I am currently under a heated blanket, so it would be a lie. <laughs> so Haley can just stay here forever, but I have to go because my pants are cold. Bye. Girl, my. Nothing like the feeling of warm pants. <laughs>